Welcome to the Nest Podcast, a podcast that recognizes your struggles as a parent and offers advice on how to acknowledge your truth as a parent so that you can raise strong, independent children mindfully without losing yourself. I'm your host, Marilyn Medina, an educator, mother of three, and parenting coach. Here I will challenge you to get to know yourself better, support the trials that arise in parenting, and offer actionable advice that will make the journey with your child in your nest and their departure out of it significantly smoother. Hi everybody, welcome to the second episode of the Nest Podcast. Today we're going to talk about senior graduation and our feelings as parents when our seniors graduate. A little note before we dive in, because I've raised daughters, I use the pronoun she most of the time. I don't want to be unfair to boys and everything applies to parents of both boys and girls, but rather than attempt to be politically correct and shift my pronouns, I'm just going to stick with the pronoun that I'm used to. So hopefully you'll all understand and that's okay with you. The question that I pose for you today is why are we sad when they are graduating from high school? Beside the obvious, they're leaving us. So here we go. You know, we have been looking forward to and dreading this day and even their senior year, possibly for a long time. Um, you've anticipated the excitement of all of the awesome things that the senior year brings and have worked really hard to make it special for her. And perhaps you can even remember the specifics of your senior year. And those feelings kind of bubble back up to the surface, the excitement of all of the wonderful opportunities and um, the sadness of having to say goodbye to the people that you've loved and bonded with for four years, best friends that are going in different directions and teachers that have really become very, very important to you that you now have to say goodbye to. Um. There's the excitement and the sadness of leaving your family, the nervousness of launching out on your own, and the massive weight of wondering if you've made the right decision. As seniors, we are expected to make a decision for the next four years of our lives, which we kind of have to stick to. And so there's a lot of anxiety there. So if you can put yourself back into the mind of your younger self as a high school senior, you can really start to empathize and remember the very powerful emotions that come along with being a senior and graduating from high school. Of course, we have to address the massive disappointments that came with this year. Um, you know, if we take all of those normal feelings of, of the senior year and we couple them with disappointment about prom and graduation ceremonies, grad nights, uh, so many of the classic graduation events that our kids in 2020 have had to miss. So as moms, we're feeling their disappointment and we're feeling their feelings. We can't help it. Even if we want to separate those feelings, it's really impossible to, because we know through our own experience, how powerful the senior year is 
and our heart breaks for them a little bit. But it's important to acknowledge our feelings too as parents of seniors. Aside from the obvious gut-wrenching disappointment that this graduating class has had to face, we have feelings of our own that we need to take the time to process. If we do that, it will make the transition significantly easier. It may seem easier to kind of shove away those feelings of sadness and pretend that we're okay when we're really not okay. And it's okay to not be okay right now. You are not alone. Two of my three have graduated and it's not easy. For those of you whose graduates are going far, there is the very obvious feeling of stress that, that you actually have to get on an airplane to go see your child. But for those of you whose graduates are not going far, do not feel like you have any less of a right to be sad than those moms whose kids are going far away. Because the fact that your child will not be living in your house, even if they're only 20 or 30 minutes away, is sad. It's okay to be sad. Maybe your child graduated and is going to live at home for a couple more years. Guess what? You can be sad too, because things will be different. I don't mean to be a downer. I'm not telling you to be sad. I'm telling you that it's okay if you are. Things will be different. You're entering a new chapter and it's exciting and it's nerve wracking and it's sad and that's okay. I remember almost panicking when my kids reached the end of their senior year. Kind of had this feeling of, I'm not done. I am not done raising her. There are still so many things that I have to teach her. And I had so many concerns and, and strong feelings. What if she moves on completely and I'm not an important part of her life anymore? What kind of rules do I have this summer? She's technically an adult and a graduate. So can I have rules this summer? Should I? What should they be? Um, feelings like I didn't take enough pictures or they're all scattered and now suddenly I feel this massive need for a baby book that I never put together. Everything is going to be different from now on. How do I handle that? And on and on and on. So just stop. Take a breath. Slow down. It will be okay. She will be okay. And you will be okay. I promise. Listen, the first thing that I freaked out about was the fact that the clock was ticking and I was not done. This hit me at the end of the junior year. So those of you with juniors that are turning seniors next year, you're allowed to be sad too, because the senior year represents the last of so many things. The last first day of school. The last well, it's not really the last time you go back to school shopping, but kind of, it, it has a different feel to it. So again, 
I'm not telling you be sad. I'm telling you take a moment and, and just feel your feelings and know that you really will be okay. So anyway, at the end of the senior year, I started to freak out. This was probably the time that I really started practicing what I preach about mindfulness because I wanted to soak up every single moment that I could. I wanted to engrave it in my brain and enjoy it all. So this is a good time for you to practice this too. I really made a huge conscious effort to stop what I was doing and absorb all of the lasts because I wanted them to stick in my mind. I was also freaking out about all the life lessons that she needed to learn. Um, I'm not talking about how to do the laundry or grocery shop or cook a meal, stuff like that. My kids have got that down. They are not going to die out on their own. But it was more about the important life lessons that I couldn't even predict yet. And then one day I realized that this seems like a very silly realization, but it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that just because she was done with high school, she wasn't done being my kid. I would always be there to offer advice and help and guidance. But then came the next worry because that's just what I do. I like to overthink things, sometimes spiral, but definitely overthink. The next thing I was thinking was, how do I forge a relationship with an adult child without overstepping or being annoying? As a side note, in a future podcast, we'll be talking with a family therapist about creating healthy relationships with adult children. So I'll keep you posted on that. That will be really helpful once our adult kids come back from college for the first time. What I came up with as a solution for myself was just a very simple plan, and that was to be authentic. I will always be here for them anytime, day or night, with no judgment and 100% unconditional support. That's what I've always done, and that is my plan for how to handle the future. And yes, if I have a strong opinion about something, they'll know, they will hear about it just like always, because that is my authentic self. I will always be here to help. The lessons will never end. So whatever plan you come up with, just honoring your feelings that you need plan is a huge step. So take some time, go for a walk. Think about how you feel about your relationship changing and think about how you want to move forward. I was also really concerned that I would lose my connection with my kids. I'm that mom that knows the names of all of the kids' friends and knows what everyone's up to. My kids know that the details that are important to them are also important to me. This is not to say that I was up in their business all the time. I respect that their lives are their own. So I'm not trying to be that cool and trendy 
mom and insert myself into their business all the time. But when they plunk down at the kitchen table after school and tell me what Lily said or what Devin did today, I'm genuinely interested. And I believe that is what makes them continue to share with me because I, I truly do care. I do want to hear what they have to say. So when they head out on their own, I knew I was going to really miss that afternoon debrief and it made me sad. But what I learned over the course of the last few years with um, my first going off to college is that I still care. And so she still shares. I remain genuinely interested. I made an effort to remember the new friends that I heard about and their new adventures. And so she continued to share. So I realized that that worry and that fear that I had was kind of unnecessary. And again, we'll talk more in September about letting them go. But I want to reassure you that the door is not closing. It's just changing. I get asked by some parents how to structure the summer between graduation and college or whatever is next for them. And I can give you a few tips, but you have to work this one out on your own um, because everybody's situation is different. But again, the first step is reflection. What is going to work for you if they are still living in your house this summer, but they're a graduate and they're 18, what's going to work out for you? In order to do this effectively, in order to figure this out effectively, you have to quiet the noise. So don't ask yourself how your friend is doing it or what you should be doing. Instead, be very honest with yourself. Remember the values that I asked you to write down last time? When you're coming up with new guidelines for the summer, ask yourself if your new rules align with your values. Because if they do, then you're going to be okay with them. And everybody is going to get along just fine. If you are trying to allow for things that don't align with your values, you're going to be stressed and crabby this summer. And that's not how you want to spend the last summer. So this is the summer of trust, okay? You have to trust your instincts. You have to trust how you raised them, and you have to trust them. Remember the first time they drove out of your driveway alone? It was gut-wrenching. But for me, it was an exercise in trust. I trusted that my husband and I had taught them how to be a safe, defensive driver. I trusted in God to protect them. I trusted in their car to keep them safe. And I trusted in them. This summer is the time to trust. I didn't have a rule book for the summer before launch. And even if I did, it would have been different for each of them. Our main rule was mutual respect. We would respect their independence and their need to stretch, and they would respect us. 
Again, how you design this summer is up to you, but my gentle reminder is that in a few months, if they're going away, they're going to be 100% independent. And if they're staying in your home, remember that they could be far away making their own decisions. They just happen to be in your home right now. So maybe don't rob them of that opportunity now. This is also the perfect summer and really their entire senior year is the perfect time for them to make mistakes. My catchphrase and the phrase that my kids make fun of me for saying all the time is, well, what are you going to do about it? This is the time for them to exercise their own problem solving abilities. And also a great time for you to start shedding the weight on your shoulders that you have to be the master problem solver. Give them some of that weight now. You need to. They need it. And you need to shed some of that. This does not make you less valuable to them. It makes you valuable in a different way. Rather than suggesting what they do, you're gently pushing them to decide on their own. Don't get me wrong. If they flat out ask for your opinion, give it to them. But see if you can get them to think about it on their own first. Use this summer, and if you're a junior mom, use next year or their senior year as an opportunity for them to practice these big decisions on their own with you there to catch them. I think that the important thing here is to be true to yourself. Realize that it's okay to be sad. It does not make you weak. But take the time to be curious about your feelings and investigate what is actually making you sad. So here's a pretty cool quote from Pima Chodron. She says, take an interest in your pain and your fear. Move in, lean in, get curious, even for a moment. Experience the feelings without labels beyond being good or bad. Welcome them, invite them, do anything that helps melt the resistance. My challenge for you this week is to lean into your sadness. By recognizing the actual triggers of your sadness, you can sit with it and soothe your heart. It is also the right time right now to learn a little more about yourself and maybe a dream or two that you set aside. Do not wait until you drop them off at the dorm and ask yourself, what now? Ask yourself that question right now. And maybe put a little tweak on it. What now can become, well, what now? Pretty easily. You can do it. You're not alone. You will be okay. They will be okay. Hang in there, mama. For more tips and insight about senior year and letting go, I have added to the show notes a link to my newsletter for you to subscribe if you were interested, and also a link to my website. Have a great couple of weeks. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining me.